0: Another week closer to football. This week, the mandatory minicamp begins for the Buffalo Bills, so there will actually be some interesting things happening out on the field, and we are going to get you ready for all of it. Matt Bove, Sal Capaccio here for another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal, before we talk football, I have a very important question to ask you. Do you have air conditioning, and if so, have you turned it on yet? Have you turned on your air conditioner yet?
1: Yes, we have it. Uh, we did not have it when I first moved in my house in 2012. My house was built in 1901. Okay. Uh, we did not have air conditioning. We had window units. We would little ones you would put in the window and put it down and turn it on. Um, after about two years, I'm like, yeah, we got to get air conditioning in this house. So mm-hmm. we got air conditioning. But every year we have our air conditioning company come over and do a tune up before we turn it on. That happened about a month ago. We started turning it on for the first time a couple of weeks ago.
0: Okay. So here's my dilemma. It's kind of hot. It's not crazy hot. My house sits in the sun. So Mm -hmm. I would say we're recording this on Sunday. I would say in like the middle of the day today, my house got to 76 degrees. It wasn't like an overly crazy day. That to me, way too hot. My wife thinks it's too early to turn on the air conditioning. She's like, we don't need to turn it on. She's like, we can just open the windows. I'm like, first off, that makes sense in theory, but we open the windows and the house goes from like 76 to 75. So it doesn't make a drastic difference. And we're still dealing with well, we're not really now, but for the last like four or five days, we couldn't really do that because the air quality stuff with the baby. So I'm mm-hmm. like, why do I have an air conditioner in my house and I'm forced to be uncomfortable? I don't I don't understand this. It makes no sense to me.
1: So you're basically um you're, you're doing your bidding here and, and through me for your, with your wife, because you don't really want to have to uh, debate her about it. So you're going to tell me about it to make sure that I agree with you. So you can say, see, Sal agrees with me, which I'm about to do. And I say, I agree with you because we've had that conversation here in our house. And the same thing basically happened a few weeks ago when it got really hot and I'm like, all right, it was time to turn on the AC. And my wife's like, no, no, it's too early to do that. We got to call the people, got to come over for it. Yeah. i like, no, it's hot. Like I need the AC on.
0: Well, today, my parents were also over and I asked them, I was like, do you have your air conditioning on yet? And they're like, no, we haven't done it yet. And I'm like, what is going on? It's are June we, 11th. What are we doing? What, I'm like, wh- what are we? I mean, I understand it's a luxury. It is a luxury to have an air conditioner. But I'm like, that's the point of having an air conditioner. I w- yes. what would. You keep, what would you keep your house at, ideally? Like on a, a hot summer day, what would you put your air conditioner at?
1: Well, usually you set it so it can kind of go either way. And we usually do 70.
0: Okay. That's to me, like the sweet spot. I would go colder, but my wife does not like that. Like she runs pretty cold and I run pretty hot. So to me, if it was, you know, just me living here, I would be like 68, 69. And I'm fine with that. I, I'll, I'll put it
1: down as low as 65, 66 sometimes.
0: If I travel by myself, like for the football season, the first thing I do when I get to the hotel is figure out yes. how I can make the room 65, 66 degrees. That to me is peak sleeping weather, but it's weird. I am legitimately more comfortable in the winter inside my house. Cause it's like 68, 69. And to me, that's much more comfortable than 76 or whatever it is in my house right now
1: so i think we're the same then when at night it goes to about 65 on on hot nights on regular nights in the summer ac is at 65 i'm sleeping at 65 or even even less maybe it could go down to 63 something like that
0: i wish and you know what we have this So our baby is in our room still. So the bassinet is right next to our bed and there's a camera and the camera, you know, you can watch the baby and do everything. There's so much like technology now with these kids. Well, the camera also tells you the humidity of the room and the temperature of the room. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll look and the room will be like 74 degrees. And I'm like, that's too hot for me. But she's like, no, that's fine. I was like, that's too hot for now. I try and use the baby as the excuse for everything. I'm like, Ah. oh, we got, I was like, we got to turn the air on for the baby and me. But Look, yeah, I like, have this
1: question, though. What But like, when is the right time? If now is too early for her, like, when is she planning on turning it on and saying I, you're allowed to use it?
0: I don't think it's the time. I think it's the temperature. I think like in her head, she doesn't think the air conditioner needs to come on unless it's it was like 90 a week ago. I know. I know. Well, I think it was on then. It's uh, our air conditioning okay. has been on. It's just okay, not good. Cons- All right. It's I not understand. like consistently. on.
1: All right. I get it. I but, understand.
0: yeah, so I'm down here in my basement. I'm getting a little bit of a. Uh, a reprieve because it's not as hot down here as it is upstairs, I guess.
1: Well, it should be pretty hot this week. I'm going to check. Now that you've said this, I'm going to check right now. Orchard park this week. It's actually supposed to rain a little bit uh, throughout the week, but I don't think it's going to be too, too hot uh, for mandatory camp. We'll just start. Let me check right now. Put it in my little app. Orchard. Park. Oh, Let's see what the cool. gonna be. Ooh, it's
0: going to be cool. Yeah. I
1: mean, how about Wednesday 61 for a high?
0: See, like I know that I'm going to be in the minority here. Love that. Now, really? I don't love that consistently, but I love it here and there.
1: Okay. Well, 61 for the high. It's going to be a little bit cool. Um, and everybody's supposed to be there, Matt. So I'm expecting that. I I would be stunned if Stefan Diggs didn't show up for mandatory minicamp. I'd be stunned if anybody didn't show up for mandatory minicamp because it is mandatory and they will get fined. And according to the CBA and the way it was written the last a couple of years ago, you can't just rescind the fine or say, ah, oh, yeah, it was totally cool. No, these guys get, you know, like, I think for mandatory, it'd be like thirty dollars or $40,000 a day. Training camp's $50,000 a day. And there's no reason to think that Stefan Diggs or anyone else on the Bills roster would not be at mandatory mini camp other than something that happened in their personal life where they have to call and say, hey, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. And, you know, something weird is going
0: on. Is there excused absences? Do you know that? Like, I know you were just saying about the CBA, but like, what if somebody had like a family emergency or if like something happened, they still get fined? Cause that seems ridiculous.
1: No, they would, that would be an excused absence. That's right. But if, but if Stefan Diggs said, I'm still not over what happened last year, I'm not showing up. Like that's not an excused absence. Or if a player just said, Hey, um, you know, Hey, I got to go to Cancun for a couple more days. Yeah, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. It's mandatory minicamp. So Those excused absences have to be really, really good
0: reasons to be excused. I think that everybody will be there. And when we say everybody, we're basically just talking about Stefan Diggs. (laughs) But my curiosity is I thought he was going to be there for one of the weeks of voluntary workouts, too. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't. So when we say like there's no reason for him not to be at mandatory minicamp, I agree with you there was also really not any reason for him to not be at one of the weeks of voluntary. Cause that's what we've seen in years past. So to me, like, I get it. Like, it's not, it's not voluntary. There's a reason it's not voluntary. He's established himself in this, in his career. He does not need to prove anything to anybody, but you know, I, I was surprised. We did not see him once already this off season. I thought we would.
1: I don't know if I want to call it surprised. I, you know, I go back to last year. He was here for the very first week, and then he wasn't for the next two. But let's remember that first week coincided with the mass shooting at the Tops downtown, and the, mm-hmm. the team got together, and they were part of the healing process, and you know everybody was on board with that. So I, I I'm not totally surprised that he hasn't been here. But he he'll be here. I have every confidence in that. And if not, then we do definitely do have a story on our hands to talk about why Stefan Diggs is not. At mandatory minicamp. All right. So then he shows up. Mm-hmm. Just play this out. Stefan Diggs shows up. Everybody shows up. Things are what? Just back to normal? Like, we're just like, no one's asking questions. Are Do we hear from Stefan Diggs in the media? Are we asking questions about cryptic tweets? What is he saying? Like, how does all of this look and sound this week, Matt?
0: We were probably... I don't want to say ruffled feathers, but a lot of people didn't like when we said on the podcast like a month ago that we think that he needs to address it. And I still feel like I think he needs to address it. He doesn't need to like go into incredible detail about every decision that he's made, but I think he needs to be like, listen, I'm frustrated. I'm still frustrated. We need to be better. And now the work begins to make sure we are better. He could literally just say that. And I think it would be like, okay, check the box.
1: There
0: you go. Bill's right. PR. Give me a call. I don't even know if he's going to talk though, because right. it was weird when he does talk, he's exceptional. He's awesome. Super forthcoming. He's really easy to talk to it's getting him to talk. Like at the end of last season, we did not hear from Stefan Diggs very often at all. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he is probably still frustrated about how the season ended and about how the last couple seasons have ended. Totally get that. But he's a really good player on a really good team that has a really good chance of winning the super bowl this year. Like he's going to be here and he's going to play a big role in everything, all the successes that they have. He's going to play a big role in it. So I think it's a little bit of a story. If he talks, I don't think it just goes away, but I think that he's going to talk at some point. So it's going to kind of be like a little thing in the back burner, just like hanging off to the side until he eventually does talk. That's just how I feel about it. You don't have to agree with that. That's just my take on everything.
1: I think that he would also just it would be better to kind of get rid of it being nip a story. It in, nip talk, it right? in the bud I mean, right now.
0: Show like if you, to-
1: if you say everything you said, mm-hmm. then there's no more story. If you don't talk, unfortunately, there's still gonna be whether you or I talk about it or someone writes about it or not, there's always that background noise, right? There's mm-hmm. he that's the other part about it. Like you could just eliminate the background noise, even not even just a story about it, just the background noise. It could be more like, yep, it's time to get to work, like you said. Here we go. Um, I really want to win a Super Bowl. I mean, however you phrase it, however you want to say it. And maybe there's more to it. Maybe he does want to address something. Maybe he's upset about something. Maybe he wants to address what happened on the field against Cincinnati and Josh Allen and, you know, the being demonstrative on the sidelines. Maybe there's something there he'd like to say and get off his chest. And by all means, you know, he should do that. But I think if he doesn't address any of this, he doesn't say anything. There's the background noise. Even if you or I just, even if you or I went, ah, that's all right, whatever, he's here, and that's fine. Even if fans said that, there's going to be some background noise, and I think that's why it's important at some point to do that because it lingers then over a team that is trying to win a Super Bowl.
0: Completely different level of like importance in the background is completely different, but I almost compare this to Tredavious White last year Mm. and how we did not hear from Trey for months and months and months even though he had been practicing and we knew he was getting closer but we had no idea when we were going to hear from him and when we were he was going to get back on the field and then all of that noise started of like is this guy going to play again this year is he even close to being ready does he want to play again this year and then we finally heard from him the noise went away for a little bit then it kind of bubbled back up because we still did not know what was going on then they put him on the active roster he played on you know Thanksgiving and then everything kind of sorted itself out after that. But, you know, until the words come out of Stefan Diggs mouth, there will be questions about, you know, what happened at the end of last season, why he didn't come to volunteer, whether you agree with those questions or not, they will be there. I want to touch on something
1: else with Stefan Diggs once he is here. And once we get going here on mandatory minicamp this week down in Rochester.